Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody, disgusting network. The passage of time will now bring you to something strange, unique, and idiosyncratic. Have a good time. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Do you want to die, Sydney? It's your turn to scream, asshole. From the streets of Woodsboro. Back to the streets of Woodsboro. We are Halloweenies! Happy Halloween, trick-or-treaters, dreamers, campers, suspects, deadites, and friends till the end. But really, we're looking at you, suspects, because today we're heading to the Big Apple to discuss the big trailer for the big sequel of the year we're all anticipating and we'll be covering come March. That is Scream VI or Scream 6 or Scream 6 AM. Either way, Scream 6 is what we're going to call it, and uh, here's what I call myself. Michael Mocker Rothman. Uh, I'm no longer in Haddonfield, no longer in Woodsboro for that matter, but as I mentioned before, we're here in New York City and uh, still clenching the same blade as always to slice and dice the trailer that has taken over our life today. Have you seen it? Well, I hope so, because we're going to do what us Halloweenies always do when a new trailer drops and obsess over every second. Of all two and a half minutes of it, we're going to share our thoughts, we're going to toss out some theories, maybe even some predictions, and uh, let's just say that we were right on a lot of occasions of the trailer breakdown last year, uh, including uh, one of my co-hosts that I'll introduce in just a second. So keep all that in mind ahead of Scream 6's premiere on March 10th. But we got to get down to business. So how do I do that? Well, I got to introduce my fellow co-hosts. I've heard of American Werewolf in London. I've even heard of an American Werewolf in Paris, but an American Werewolf in New York? Mac, say hello and tell us your relationship to the city that never sleeps. You, you, you were going right there. It's, it's, it's Wolfman Mac in Manhattan. And uh, that's a play on Made in Manhattan. Uh, if you haven't seen that movie, check is it that out. A, is that a trauma uh, flick? Or, Lopez, I haven't seen uh, it. And... <laughs> trauma. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, jazz for this film jazz for uh everyone's thoughts on the trailer uh i i think i i think everybody will probably agree with me after watching the trailer i just felt like yes because it just feels new and yeah. fresh and we're you know we were just talking about this but it's not going to be something we're just retreading and it's just we can't be you know it's just new. It just feels new, and it feels like there's some life has been breathed into this franchise finally. And well, you I'm, I'm you game. You mentioned life being brought into this franchise, um, or breathed into this franchise. Would you say that uh, Mayor Rudy Gianni did the same thing with New York uh, in the early '90s when he cleaned <laughs> the know, streets he and brought them all up? He did. He cleaned those streets, uh, and it, it doesn't look the same. You know, if you look at Escape from New York, which technically takes place in 1997 and technically takes it looks place a lot Cleveland. better it looks, it looks a lot <laughs> they better. shot it Gi- yeah. giuliani did a lot better 
He uh, did. With, with the, the future, if you, if you compare his future with that film. True, true. Have you gone to New York? I, th- th- you've been to New York before, though, right? I've been to New York okay. once. Uh, had a great time. Great time. Wow. See the sights, get Sabaro. What was, what, give me one thing that you remember. Uh, I did get Sabaro at some point. I went to the Empire State Building, which was still standing. Uh, that was pretty amazing. And uh, I, <laughs> I feel <Christ>. like, uh, <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's, yeah. It, was Meg know, Ryan it, and Tom It's Hanks amazing that. It, Say what? It's Meg oh, yeah, Ryan yeah, and Tom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I found a. You know, it's really strange. I found a little backpack, and uh, <laughs> I, I was taken. I was taken downstairs by the police. After, nice. Shortly after that. Nice, nice. Uh, well, coming out of Studio Sixty, I, I I can't fucking believe it. He's got tickets in his hand. There's a grin on his face. I, I think he, he he managed to do what he set out to do, which was get front row tickets to his favorite show, Saturday Night Live. Justin, please tell us the last time you. We're in New York, and uh, what are your thoughts on the city? What, 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 do you, what do you think of when you think of, hey, New York? Hey, this is Justin Savoy Brown Gerber, and uh, the last time I was in New York, I went back-to-back years when, 06 with my dad, we went to New York, then we went to Cooperstown. That was a lot of fun. And I visited a friend of ours, Mac of our, Mac and I's, um, Mac and I's, it's like a mechanization. Yeah. Uh, our friend Walter, and, uh, in the winter of, I think, 08. And I had a great time, but I just haven't been back in like 15 years. I just realized it's been mm-hmm. a long time. So yeah, it's been a while. I've got some notes here already from the, from the show that we're doing. Oh, okay. Uh, lest I forget. It'll be funny if during Mac's introduction, that was obviously about wolves and wolf and wolfman people, mm-hmm. you just said, Mike Vanderbilt. <laughs> um, yeah, that could have uh, done that. I should have. When, when Mac said that he went to Sabaro mm-hmm. in New York, it's that old office joke and he, he was um mackle scott okay so michael scott I love that we're being right. corrected by yeah just, um, yeah what, like, we're like how five, three, we not even five minutes into this podcast i have a question minutes. here because right. you're talking about new york wolf wolfman movies werewolf movies is does wolfen take place in new york or is that in yes, the uk does. okay it's, there we go let's think about wolfen and number four i want to get this out of the way Samara Weaving will be dead within the first 13 minutes of this all movie. Right. That's all right. You no, you can't throw I'm this. We're not out. talking about the trailer out. yet. I'm You're just jumping saying, ahead. I'm just saying she is toast. Anyway, right. we can move on. I'm sorry. We okay. Well, l- let me just say right now, we are staying on, uh, we're staying on the line here. All right. We're going right. to stay on target. Mel Gibson style. We're staying on target. Oh. We're going to be like Porkins or any of any the rebel words. fighters in, in, in Disney Plus's Star Wars A New Hope. And we're all going to make sure that we hit the right mark. So I'm going to okay, keep us okay. in line. All right, Macri shared his thoughts on the trailer a little bit. You shared your thoughts. I got one more co-host to introduce. Didn't even ask you about the fucking trailer. I asked you about New York, New York, the biggest city in the world, and you couldn't think of something to talk about. All I could think about was Samara Weaving dying as before Scream Six pops up. That's all I could think of. Is a character in the film. It is a character in the film, but we're 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 talking about the city itself, the city that never sleeps, the city that Martin Scorsese calls home, and certainly one that. Maybe our next co-host may call home at some point, too. Uh, last <laughs> but certainly not least, you know him as the playboy of Halloweenies, the bad boy of Blue Island, and he puts the rock and roll in the Rock Island public house. Uh, Mike, would you say your heart belongs to the Big Apple? I know you're more of a Los Angeles guy like me, but I know you do love New York as well. Uh, uh, share your thoughts. <clears throat> that's Mike James Vanderbilt. Please and oh, thank you. Oh, shit. Th- that's a great Very name. good. You have good to use that forever now at this point, so... Yeah. You know, I've been to New York once, and I did enjoy it. But you know what the coolest thing I got to see was? 
the front of Richard's apartment from 1989's Weekend at Bernie's. Oh my god! Oh wow, really? You never? You, why you? You've held that back for years. I don't think so. I feel like I've talked about that every time no, we've talked about New no, York City. No, no, I would remember that. We have to check it, the tapes. It, it, it was all covered in scaffolding. Like it looked like it had been covered in scaffolding for about t- since just after Weekend at Bernie's. Was well, I think too many too many tourists were going there and blocking the road to take Weekend at Bernie's photos. <laughs> <laughs> they had to block yeah. it off. I like New York, though. My biggest regret is, I mean, it's the same thing with Los Angeles, where, like, when I think about, I mean, I don't even know how I could move to New York. I've technically never moved to Chicago, according to Justin Gerber over here. That is true. No, I, I'm just, look, I just look at maps, and I say, this is the fact. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Wrong. Wrong. Made it up. Not true. And... I just want, I would rather live in New York or Los Angeles in any other decade except for right fucking I know, now. I know. Yeah. 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 Chicago would, too, really. But wouldn't you say that you could still find most of what makes Los Angeles Los Angeles moreover than what makes New York or what made New York today? I mean, I just don't feel like you see it well, as much in New York anymore. It's like I said, it's what I said about Times Square. It's still disgusting just for completely different reasons. It's true. That is true. Um, well, look, I, I, my big regret is never getting to go to see Letterman in New York. Mm, yeah, that was my that was my guy growing up. Yeah. Well, fortunately, the uh, you know Justin's favorite Tonight Show host is still is is on the the deserved Tonight Show host uh, Jimmy Fallon, Definitely. right? So, uh, did were you when you were upstairs and got tickets to SNL? Um, did mm-hmm. you did you manage to score some tickets for uh, our old found Jay Fallon? Well, what happened was, I was I, I, the only way I was ever going to go back to CSNL was if Jimmy was back. Oh, I wow. knew he wasn't going to be hosting, but I found out he was going to pop up in a cameo during Weekend Update. Oh, that'd be fun. And so I said, I got to get tickets right now. Who was he right going to be? Who yeah. was he he was going to be? be the character of this. I forgot the name of the character, but it was really funny because, you know, he's doing this character, but then about 30 seconds in, he starts to break and everybody can't. No. Yeah, oh, I'm wow. Serious. I'm serious. You're it's kidding. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. It's pretty great. God, Is that I the, love so, when yeah. they do that because it's so rare. Yeah, isn't, that, isn't he the one that does break? drunk uncle? Which one isn't that his character? Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> drunk name, talk show host. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, my relationship to New York is pretty blunt. Um, not a fan. Um, even though my father was from there, born in Stuyvesant Town, and uh, I, Shots fired. you know, would love to have moved there. As Mike said, back uh, maybe in the seventies. I don't know. The eighties pretty pretty grim in the 80s there but i i do love this uh, it's pretty grim in the fucking 70s what am i talking about yeah. look at all the movies <laughs> that came out that time but uh i did i the you know i went there as a kid in the 90s and early 90s and frequented there and the aughts are uh, and also in the teens because um hey i used to be in the music business and let's just say the music never sleeps in new york magic uh, mike but fortunately we actually don't have to go to New York uh, for this movie Thank because God. it wasn't even filmed there. So um, like another uh, classic slasher that we love and also maybe reference in this trailer. We'll talk about mm-hmm. it in just a second. So we got a lot to talk about. So let's just dive in. So this is what we're going to do. And if you remember from last year, actually, it's not even last year. Technically, it was technically the year before last because the trailer for Scream 5, 5 Cream, um, was released in October of 2021 which was i believe the day before we saw halloween kills um which means that it's been a while since we've talked about Gosh, a scream this, trailer um, does not feel that long it doesn't feel that long but it has been long and here we are talking about scream six uh and so here's what i'm gonna do i've broken all this down i'm gonna read my breakdown piece by piece and i'm gonna have questions that i'm prompt about after that and then we'll have a, mm. a free-for-all at the end too um so 
And Mike, it, during the breakdown, if there's an observation that you haven't made that we caught, should we say that then or or should we keep that to the end? I'd save it to the end, just to the end. Okay. Um, and you can bring it up in there too because I'll do like any questions before we go on. Um, and that'll be good. Just so I just want to make sure that we get through this and uh, we don't go on tangents because look, out of all the trailers I think we've ever broken down on this podcast, that includes the Halloween franchise, which whether it's 2018's Halloween, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends, or Scream 5 or even the Evil Dead Rise trailer, I feel like this is the one that could easily take us to so many different places just mm. in the two and a half minutes that we have here. So here we go. The trailer begins with an overhead drone shot of New York City. They're really in, leading into these shots so far, if you couldn't tell. You could see it in the teaser that came on December, and you can see it here. They really want you to know this is New York City, which again, as I mentioned in a joke before, it wasn't really shot in New York City, but hey, we'll, we'll debate that when the movie eventually comes out. Finally we get dropped into the convenience store that we've seen in multiple photos where Jenna Ortega, AKA Tara Carpenter and Melissa Barrera, AKA Sam Carpenter are running in asking for help. Ghostface pops in and immediately ices someone who works there and then subdues the owner with a shotgun, ultimately taking the shotgun for himself as we've seen in multiple photos in the last month or two. And then meanwhile, in a very Jurassic Park-like scene, the two Carpenters are crawling on glass and in their aisle while being stalked by go see so i want to stop here this is the scene for me that i've been thinking about since the first photos dropped um mm -hmm, i think this mm -hmm. sequence alone suggests that we're getting absolutely something different with this movie does this signal that to you justin like, it does it, it feels like you're in the city yeah i mean i know they didn't film in new york but it feels like you were in a convenience store in new york city i agree that alone and i know that, that in the past uh, Ghostface has, has wielded a gun but there's something that just felt really different about the way he was kind of sauntering around with the, the shotgun. Yeah. I mean, I know that the whole, but we'll talk about the, the, the apparent promo catchphrase for this movie. But um, yeah, I, I, yeah, there you go. That's, that's my answer there. There's an immediacy here. Yeah. What about you, mm -hmm. Mac? Yeah. I mean, I think this is the kind of, it feels like the first time Ghostface is just blatantly walked into a place with a lot of people, a lot yes. of witnesses, and mm, just yeah. attempted to kill these people. So there is a caution being thrown in the wind that is un a little unnerving. Like, 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 it doesn't matter who's around, you can't stop him. Like, mm -hmm. he's not going to stop, he's not going to hide. Like, and that is, uh, that is next level. Yeah, yeah. Now, does that remind you of another, any other serial killers that we've talked about on this podcast? Maybe Michael mm -hmm. Myers? Yeah. Jason. Or Jason. Jason, actually Boris, more Jason, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. The diner crash. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In Manhattan. Yeah. Well, Vanderbilt, thoughts on the convenience store? Uh, I mean, would you be shopping there or what? <laughs> <laughs> I missed the question. My, my internet was fucking up. What was the question? So the question is, the, 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 the convenience store, this, this first shot, this first scene that we're getting in the trailer, does this immediately just trigger you into thinking this is something different this is going to be a different movie well, we're in a different world first off let me uh broach the subject of the bodega you guys aren't from new york uh so you probably would have never heard of one of these a bodega <laughs> oh yeah uh, never, the yeah. old oh. i remember this this social yeah. media nightmare debate stuff. yes yeah. it's a it's a store it's like a convenience store but it's it's a little completely more completely different yeah and sometimes yeah. they have kitty cats that's true. We but, have our own, we've got our own bodega boy on this, on this podcast here. To your point about uh, it not being shot in New York City, uh, I think my friend Dave Lyons, who lives out in Los Angeles, is a location manager. And I think if you do have a top-notch location manager, you can make anywhere feel where you, like, where you want it to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, 
this bodega, convenience store, corner store, whatever you want to call it, does feel New York. And I yes. just echo Max's statement about how is I mean, I guess I'd propose a question to everybody. Is this the first time we've really seen Ghostface this kind of unwieldy in a public setting? Yeah. Because even um, though he's been in a public setting before in Scream 2, it's still under disguise. It is, yeah. It's still right, trying to right. sync up with what's happening and, and, and blending in. There is and no the blending same, in here. Same thing with the subway scene, right? Like, there's, like, everybody's dressed. There's multiple ghost faces there. So it's not like he's just out there. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. makes me, this makes me question, like, so with Ghostface on the loose in New York City, does this take place over just one night? It could. I mean, uh, I, I've been I thinking about that. Like, but I don't. With it, some don't, minor like scenes setting things up, but is the thrust of the action going to take place over one evening? Kirby's wearing different shirts mm-hmm. in a couple scenes. Oh, is she? Uh, I think yeah. So is Jenna Ortega, I believe. So it's possible like the opening sequence takes place at a different time, and then they jump or something. But because Kirby's wearing different shirts, unless you know, maybe shirt gets bloodied she puts on the shirt i don't know you know like it could take place in the same day well there's also a later she's maybe she's out of her uniform too it's possible that's true but there's also a later shot that we're going to get to soon where it's in the daytime and it seems as if there's some other i mean but then again it could also just be like the ending um in a very similar fashion to like spider-man where they're in like a cemetery or something like that i don't know so i mean the idea of this being one whole night would be very I don't know. That would be a nice homage to a lot of New York movies that we love near and dear to our heart, like After Hours, like like you, mm-hmm. you know, Jason Takes Manhattan, which obviously there are going to be some allusions and connections to with this one. Um, I would Joker. love it to be one, a Joker. Yeah, to, I'd love it to be one night. <laughs> Although I think Joker takes place over like six months or something <laughs> it's like that. Definitely it's not, not it's definitely, yeah, <laughs> it's it feels like six months. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about the gore? I think that you know they've already been kind of talking about with this this production leading up to this. Mm. They've been hyping the fact that this is going to be very gory. I believe there was a recent quote they were saying that this is going to be very similar to Halloween Kills in the way that um, the, the kills are going to be the, the gore is going to be. That kind of speaks a little bit to what we're saying about him being in public because that's honestly you could make the argument that with Halloween Kills is the closest he has been to Jason, where he has been out there. He's been he's literally surrounded by crowds and killing people left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, are we cool with that? Are we all right with Ghostface not being just popping out? Like, you know, or is this time, you know, we're six, in, six movies into this franchise. Is it finally time to get to a point where we change it up a little bit and, you know, he's out of the shadows, kind of like what Michael Myers is in, in that franchise? I mean, this is the magic of the series is that every Ghostface is a different person. Yes. Right. And, and this I mean, one, like I said, is even more pronounced with this whole, you've never seen, I'm not like the other Ghostfaces essentially. And, it's doubled down in this trailer, especially that bodega scene at the beginning, or that, that convenience store scene at the beginning. Yeah. The Ghostface says, I'm something different. So mm-hmm. I started to think maybe, what if, is it werewolf or something? <laughs> yeah, he could oh, be. Boy. Well, then, I mean, a werewolf, the shotgun, that's a big deal. I mean, Matt, Mac, have you ever wielded one of those before? It's, uh, they're a little heavy for the pause. Um, no, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not uh, for weapons in the... In yeah, Max, no, a no, werewolf just pacifist. The teeth, <laughs> just the teeth. Uh, well, also, the, were, the, we, the, the, the weapon is what takes down the werewolf. So, of course, the, we, the werewolf wouldn't like a weapon. That's true. But you know what? Um, your, your enemy is your best friend, right? That so, is true. Yeah, that is true. Maybe you could become friends with silver bullets. Um, any other thoughts in this one section of the trailer? I think we're good. Uh, Looks good. No. Okay. No, no. Here we go. Oh, Mike, so, I do think well, there's one thing you said 
I think the first person he stabs is actually somebody that's in line. It's not. In the it's somebody in line. Yeah. I thought it was somebody. Yeah. That was, okay. Well, he says he says there's a line pal. So I think that's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's okay. True. All right. Well, from there we're 45 seconds in, mind you. Uh, we cut to the Paramount and Spyglass logos. 45 seconds in. That's uh pretty far in to get the logo shot. I love it. Uh, so we get some more scene setting shots of New York City and the Brooklyn Bridge. I believe it's the Brooklyn Bridge. Um, we hear Sam say, "I have the secret. There's a darkness inside me." It followed me here, and it's going to keep coming for us. And while she's saying this, it appears as if she's in a therapy session, but then it cross-cuts to her holding out a worn-out ghost face mask in what I mm-hmm. think could be a cemetery. It's daytime also. That's the shot I was referencing earlier. Then there's a shot of ghost face in a blurry door. Then to shots of Liana Liberato, who plays Carly, looking terrified in a nighty in a bed, who's absolutely going to die in that scene yep. oh, no, no um, then there's tara with uh with wide eyes then jasmine savoy brown's mindy um meeks martin uh tells newcomer darren nakota allison to run then we're back to the blurry glass door where ghostface uh, looks up and then it cuts to the lady of the hour Come kirby on, penitary, saying we share a certain history in response to sam but it's clearly a different setting um than the question or the statement that sam was uh, mm-hmm. yeah. saying before but Sam and uh, Kirby are there with uh, uh, Tara and uh, Tara and Gail. So we're gonna stop there. Where do we think this movie is going to take Sam's arc? Because I feel like that's probably the most interesting thing that we had coming out of Scream Five. I know we all loved Ghost Billy, Ghost Force Billy. Um, do we think that we're going to be seeing more of this um, coming forward? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, the the line where she says, you know that. Something's followed me. Uh, what did she say? There's a darkness inside me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's followed me here. I, I think she's talking about Ghost Billy. I hope so. And then I think, I think the lines are out of order there. You know what I mean? I think she's talking about Ghost Billy. So I think he's definitely going to be haunting her still and guiding her hand. I, I don't know about the arc, though. I mean, it seems like... She's She's still a good guy being mm-hmm. chased by Ghostface. It's not like, and mm-hmm. there's multiple sequences of that. I mean, hell, she falls off a balcony at one point. So I feel like she, unless she's gone killer at that point, I don't know. But um, yeah, I'm not sure yet. I, I I don't know from these from this trailer. I do not know what her arc's going to be yet in terms of doubling down I'm on like that so factor. Do you think that this is going to be this sort of centerpiece arc, Justin? What do you, or do you think that this is going to be? I more think that this of like is a, a if not the centerpiece arc of the movie, if this is going to be kind of a new trilogy, then you could say it's a centerpiece arc of the trilogy of this mm-hmm. new series of Scream movies. Yeah, um, I would wager if I was to be as confident as I was when I said Samara Weaving is going to die in the first fifteen minutes <laughs> of the movie. I, I mean, I guarantee Skeet Ulrich is back as as Billy Loomis in this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I this mean, I is. I just about guarantee. Unless it, it just makes perfect sense if he w- that he would be, and that the fact that they actually reintroduced that in this trailer is seemed pretty important too, from not to be in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of tough for you know Skeet Ulrich to be like, all right, well, we're gonna make these movies over the next three or four years. You have to stay looking as great as. Possible. But no, Mike. I just listened to a great side note today, a great podcast, of The Town, in which they talked to this new developer who has worked on several movies already in which people are being de-aged on screen um, not as a gimmick but that you wouldn't even notice it That's and so, so crazy. I feel like they could it's the, the, the AI technology is getting so good that I think it eventually maybe as soon as this next movie it will just look like Skeet Ulrich from 27 years ago you know 
Do you think that the technology is going to be even better for this series so that eventually um, with the, you know, when we get into Scream 7, Mm. it's going to look even more, um, he's going to look even younger. So then we're going to have like a Benjamin Button situation where like, you know, (laughs) now we have an even younger Billy. (laughs) They're just going to use old Benjamin Button from the movie and and just put him in the (laughs) glasses. I think think the technology is going to get so good that the ghost face will start looking more like uh, alive. Like like not a ghost anymore. Like oh, a human, a human back face? to the living. <laughs> oh shit! All right. Well, then if you're thinking. Oh, speaking uh, of getting yeah. back to the trailer, though, sorry. <laughs> the mask that she's holding in her hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I studied it, and I studied the mask in the shop in the convenience store. It's not the same mask unless that takes place months later or something, and she loses the mask. I don't yeah. believe it's the same mask. Okay, I think, so that, I think it was a mask. It's that another she... distressed mask. However, there's like. 15 there are outfits that you know so it could be anybody's mess from anybody any movie so i mean i haven't seen scream five in a while but i'm i was just assuming it was one of the masks of the killers in that well you think i'm i think that the scream mask that she's holding the ghost face mask she's holding is billy's mask i would think why why would she have why would she well because isn't there blood on it though yeah but i mean it's in a bag maybe Maybe she finds it. Maybe she found it in Billy's stuff. I don't know. Well, but, um, well save the questions yeah. for where we're going to uh, save the, the yeah, discussion yeah. for where we're going to get these props because there's a, definitely a section of this trailer that we want to get into where we talk about um, basically just how these things came to be. And I certainly think mm-hmm. the mask that, uh, you know, that Melissa Barrera here, Sam, is holding is, is, is certainly a question there because, um, look. I, I, I collect Hollywood merchandise. I, I collect props all the time. I know that's hard to get a hold of. I can only imagine crime scene, ev- crime scene evidence would be a lot harder to get. Uh, so, oh, you, you know, know what, Mike? Maybe she was sent that mask by the person who owns the... Could be. The, the Scream Slasher Museum. And that's what's starting all of this. There we go. You yeah. know? You know, yeah. Maybe that's also, the opening. Um, or, could be stab props made to look like the events of the real do you know what i mean so it might yeah. not actually be the their real stuff although there's pictures of kirby okay yeah, anyway, yeah, sorry sorry we're getting ahead of myself it's okay it's okay so vanderbilt i i have one thing to say about the mask yeah the glove of darth vader yes i'm glad you brought it up i love Are you talking about the original which the young adult Series uh, yeah. that yeah. came out at a time when this we didn't have spinoffs. We we talk about this all the time. Um, <laughs> it is a great Star story Wars Legends, in which uh, I think they, they have, there's like an underwater planet that's involved in there too. Yeah, it's there's fun. like whales. It's like yeah. Star yeah. Trek Four, except mm-hmm. it's in Star Wars land. It's fun. It's yeah. fun. Where do you think this movie is going to take Sam's arc? Do you do you, I know you're a big fan of Ghost Billy. Do you I think am, we're going to get more? I I was thinking about this because uh, in terms of like the series it seems like four is like a bridge between the first and the second one or uh the first trilogy and the second trilogy that we're in the middle now and i think this is going to focus mostly on sam and it feels like she's still dealing with her legacy mm-hmm. mm. and i think it's gonna be more complicated in this one because it feels like at the end of the last one she kind of leaned into it yeah yeah a little yeah. bit i'm hoping she does not I'm- truly but um you know it Again, bring it back to Star Tap, Wars. This is the Empire Strikes Back. The Empire Strikes yeah. Back. Yeah. This is where she's dealing with the light side and the dark side, right? Yeah. Or maybe yeah, it's yeah. like Manhunter, where she has to be the killer to kill the killer, you know? Um, uh, maybe that yeah. kind of helps and benefits her a little I'm bit. I don't want to get ahead, but that's a possibility there. Yeah. It could be. It could be. Um, Devin Allison. 
I mean, or De- or Devin's Allison character, um, you know, who's standing next to Mindy, possible new girlfriend. Oh, for Mindy? Yeah, yeah, possibly so. Could be like a love interest there because there's be another surprised. shot coming up down the road. That's... I miss Mindy's hair. Yeah, yeah. We don't see nice. enough of Mindy though in this trailer though. She's only in a couple of scenes. Although at the guess at the end on this on the on the subway she's there too. But yeah. um, I feel like this is what Jasmine Savoy Brown's hair uh, normally looks like. Mm. So it's possible she was. And also, if, if I'm not sure what the Yellow Jacket schedule was, but I think in Yellow Jackets they didn't yeah. cut her hair to make it more of her natural hair. So yeah. maybe yeah. she was like, "Hey, look, I don't want to wear a wig anymore. This is my hair." And they were said, "Okay, here we go." The, 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 for her, it's got to be crazy because I'm pretty sure she did like. Yellow Jacket season one, then it went to Scream Five, then did Yellow Jacket season two, and then did this. Or maybe she even did. Actually, she probably did Scream Six, then Yellow Jacket season two again. So it's wow. gotta be like back and forth between these franchises. It's pretty cool. Um, well, hence the hair. Then that makes even more sense. If she's yeah, just that's like, true. Just keep it. What do? We, all right, we got to talk about Kirby. We get introduced to Kirby mm-hmm. here. She's a cop, though, right? Yeah, Vanderbilt, it's you pointed this out, I think, and, and one there's, of the, there's uh, another behind-the-scenes thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there's like a fan video where it shows all the characters, all the suspects, wiping the knife off in Ghostface style, and she's wearing, you know, it looks like that leather jacket, that turtleneck, and uh, she's got a pistol and a badge on her belt. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. was, I didn't see that. I thought maybe she was working at Gail's studio or something because that because of their shared history like she got her a job there or something oh, she could but be a makes, security guard that's i think possible. she's a or cop, like her or I, I her body she, man right because i think that's your body man she even in the trailer with, it looks like she's at a station or something yeah. like that but and maybe that's how dermot yeah Maroney gets involved with partner or something of that nature yeah totally and it made me wonder if because we discussed how hard it is to get your hand on crime scene ed- evidence. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been positing the theory. Are they, gonna make, are, they already took the piss out of toxic fans. And I don't want to see them do that again. No. So what's the next thing that they're touching on? And I believe it, has, it would have to be true crime. Probably. True crime aficionados. But if there's one person who could get a hold on, of all that crime scene evidence... It'd be a New York City police officer. Yes? It would. True. Yeah. Mm. I mean, getting all the evidence from. <laughs> I mean, if anyone's from seen 2007's Zodiac, uh, you'd know that across state lines, it's very hard to actually do, uh, you know, to keep cases all together. So I can't imagine. Well, well I mean, that, yeah, that's it. That's to just be objective <laughs> as possible. They didn't want to upset the New York police. But I, I have or, to imagine it's not easy to get like crime scene evidence, even if you are a cop from like, you know, say Woodsboro, California, or then like Windsor College where that takes place in Ohio. So, I mean, it's there's definitely a suspension here a little bit, but, um, you know, um, well, oh, any other thoughts on Kirby before we get into the, the next section? Because I mean, I'll we'll be probably very curious talk about to more. see, you know, you guys are on, obviously on Twitter and what has the response been? I have that. all those people muted. I have no idea. Uh, well, anybody, what's the response? But not necessarily Kirby's back, but that she's playing a cop. I mean, it's. Did, definitely... I do feel like a lot of people oh. that we know of are like they they won't watch movies anymore if there's any cop protagonist. So cop the Amanda. fact that Kirby mm. is a cop, Ab-cap. people's heads must be spinning like Reagan and The Exorcist right now. I'm pretty I mean, I sure they are. Some people are. Yeah, all Kirby's oh. are bastards. Yeah, a cab, a cab. Yeah, you can make that one. Make that meme and post it on your account. Mike. Good luck. Uh, yeah, I'm not yeah. touching that one. Well, speaking of Kirby. We cut, literally, thanks to Ghostface, to a montage of shots as uh, Kirby says, this isn't like any other Ghostface. Uh, those shots are 
a ghost face street art design on a brick wall with it saying, what's your favorite scary movie? Great touch. Great touch. Also speaks to the true crime element. There's the whole new Scooby gang. In this case, Sam, Tara, Gail, Kirby, Mindy, her brother Chad, played by Mason Gooding, and Dermot Moroni's cop. I mean, is this Kingdom of the Crystal Skull or what? I mean, how many fucking people are going to add to the Scooby gang at this point? Lethal Weapon 4. I mean, Jesus John, Christ. John Hurt was originally attacked. Oh, he was, and then he, he, passed, he, he passed away before Scream 5 was announced. Yeah, uh, then they, <laughs> they come out of the freight elevator to which someone, I believe it's Sam, asks, what is this place? And Gail says, a shrine. We then see said shrine and it's filled with all kinds of Easter eggs, all of which we're no doubt going to discuss. And uh, Tara says, holding a bloody knife, will lure him in, execute him. And then we stop here. Oh. That, so, by the way, that was split dialogue. If you watch the trailer again. Yeah. Yeah. They're the doing a lot part of that is from here. another part of the movie. Yeah. 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 Which, which if yeah. you recall from Scream 5 trailer, they did a shitload of that too. And that's good. Um, misdirection. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Totally, totally. So there's a lot to discuss here. Um, a lot to unpack here. Um, let's start with that Kirby quote. You know, we talked about the mask. Uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, how this is going to be a different ghost face from the others. You mentioned true crime, Vanderbilt, but the first thing Sammy said when this, when the shrine came out was cults. And what if this, that's another really big hot topic right now over the last few years, especially in conjunction with true crime are cults. And it made me wonder, I mean, look, we're going to be talking about one other cult this, this year with uh, cult of Chucky. Am I right? But what if there is, a cult of ghost face and what are the implications of that because then you could be dealing with when they're saying there's a quote later on that could kind of speak to this but i don't know she when she mentioned that it wasn't even in my radar but when she thought when she mentioned that this morning it kind of blew my mind i was like what if they did do that and then you kind of keep this going like it's not just a oh you solve it here it's a broader topic would you know are we would we even be okay with that or do we really want it to keep it as just killers just regular standard killers Go ahead, Vanderbilt. Well, I like that it's, I think it's, isn't it just throwing back to an unused Scream 3 script if it is in fact a cult? Yeah, Scream yeah. 3 or Scream 4, I can't remember which one, but yeah, there was a cult that, that was revealed at the end that was of numerous killers, not just one or two. And I also wondered, like, this isn't necessarily an abandoned theater, and with that uh, spray paint mm-hmm. uh, street art out there, is this an art installation? Yeah. Are they going to take the piss out of the New York art scene? I mean, they could. Yeah. yeah. But uh, with the cult thing, I'm cool with that because in thinking about other slasher series, you know, Friday the 13th Part 6, that's where it went full on supernatural. Like, go bigger and better by the sixth yeah. entry. I think you're a fool if you don't. I agree. I agree. Mac, yeah. you were going to say something? Yeah, no, I think it's absolutely a possibility. And there's some other stuff in the trailer later on that I think will lend itself to at least two killers. And if you look at the subway scene, maybe all three of those Ghostface are killers. Yeah. So I think uh, you could absolutely go down that that line of thinking, yeah. It's funny, I kept thinking to myself, uh, no joke, this is a broken record for everybody online, but I I kept thinking to myself, it's Stu. And I know that everybody keeps saying, people are saying (laughs) the same thing for Scream 5, but I was convinced it was Stu, but then they kept really leaning into that. I keep reading the fucking quote, but something like, you know, you've never seen a Ghostface like this, that whole thing, so... So I'm thinking, is it just going to be, it's not going to be two this time. It's going to be either like one or like you said, a cult. Like I can't imagine it just being two people again. I feel like it's, they're going to shake that up somehow. I, I, that, and, that's I where so. I, and that's where when she mentioned cults, it was like, it kind of yeah. blew my mind because there is a later scene that we're going to discuss that, that Mac already kind of hinted at that does prove, like confirm for the most part that there, there has to be at least be two here. 
um, unless yeah. that there's a whole new technology that we have, which has like, you know, um, Batman sort of, uh, you know, talking on cell phones with their, you know, the bat mask or whatever. But um, I, I think the true crime element is really key too, because I think when you look at the two elements here of cults and true crime, they are intertwined. And the street art certainly speaks to that. I mean, the idea that we already know that Ghostface is a national phenomenon because of Stab, the Stab. Movies. Well, that's the other thing I was thinking about. I was I was thinking that it'd be like somebody doing Freddy artwork. I wasn't thinking that those people were necessarily in a cult. But the thing is, is that like you know, most of the people that we've seen in the past year, with the exception of maybe Roman, honestly, in Part Three, they've all been really obsessed with the 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 sort of um, movie horror movie aspect of the crime and as opposed to the actual true crime of it itself. Like, I mean, when you think about the motives, could be like a gang. I mean, it could be, I mean, I'm just thinking of like, when you really lean in the true crime aspect of it, the first thing people would say when they were looking at what happened in Woodsboro would be like, Oh, the movie sensationalized it. And most of the time, when we think about the killers of the scream series, they are really talking we were all really talking about fans of the actual horror movie aspect of it itself, as opposed to the real crimes that took place. So I'm wondering if this is going to try to hammer down that idea that people get at with a lot of true crime and that, you know, yeah, we've, we've made this into this sort of, we've plasticized it in a way by us. Defanged it. You know? Yeah. Defanged it in a way by saying like, Oh look, we have Charlie Manson stickers and we have all these things and we've made it merchandise. We've made it into this movie. We've made it into a, a more sensational thing. But at the end of the day, these are real murders that fucking happen. And I'm wondering if this film and that if it leans into the cold or if it leans into the, the true crime aspect of it is really kind of hammering it down and being like, Oh yeah, no, we did have the stab movies, but no, these people fucking died. And that's what <laughs> yeah. you are watching. You remember in the '90s when everybody wore when it was edgy to wear a Marilyn or not a Marilyn a Charlie Manson shirt. Like mm-hmm. that was a that was a thing. Yeah. Well, and I to will advocate say. for uh, the one girl's release from prison. John Waters was a big advocate for was it uh, Squeaky From mm, getting yeah. her out of prison. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Our uh, <laughs> our friends over at Last Podcast on the Left covered serial killers, conspiracy theories, the occult, all that kind of stuff. And behind Tony Revolori's character, you can see a last podcast poster on the wall. Really? A t-shirt frame. Wow. So oh, wow. he might, I mean. That's a hell of a pull. Not that Mac, that lends but... to anything, but I, I was really crawling through it and I was like, I know that. I know that logo. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost positive it's last podcast. Oh, I so wonder if that's Ravioli kind of is, is one of the curators of that quote unquote shrine that they go to. Yeah. yeah it's possible. I mean, it's, again, it's like, why are they all in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like either they go there because they're invited to something. I kind of feel like there's going to be this kind of, like you said, like an art installation. It's like a look at all of these relics. Look at all this stuff. It looks like it's it's so curated. It's not just yeah. like the killer has it in a room or a warehouse. It's so curated that I feel like it's not just for them. It's probably for like an audience. It's probably more of a legit, like you said, like like a true crime like exped- mm-hmm. a- a- experience or something. Um, I think that at least one of them is going to college there because I believe Chad's character is wearing a sweatshirt that mm-hmm. indicates he's going to a make-believe yeah, university his, in that area. It says Blackmore University yeah. on his shirt, yeah. So, We're like Richie Blackmore from Rainbow. I was thinking this. That's your from Rainbow? I was going to go Richie somewhere Blackboard. else with that. But. So it could be like a student a project purple, but... or something, <laughs> right? Like some kind of student thesis or something. And one of and that character knows one of the people 
mm-hmm. for, you know that and then he's like hey you guys got to come to this or so i don't know maybe he tricks them into coming to it and doesn't tell them that's going to be about that but oh man that that poster really does feed into the idea of this being like a commentary on the true crime shit though that is like yeah. a fucking hell of a pull mac um, well fun fact the working title for the movie was blackmore oh wow was it yep oh wow i thought it was blue harvest yeah. um but uh, hey. another more star Black wars harvest. references there yeah that's true um another character we see here mulroney love him um he's just called williams do we think Love he's going to be related to anyone? <laughs> I really hope he's not. I hope he's just a standalone cop. I think he's just a standalone cop. You know, I think he's a standalone cop. I know there was a lot of theories online about popping up being like maybe he was related to one of the, you know, daughters. He might be or related to something. Dylan McDermott. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's he's Dermot like a, Mulroney. Oh, Dur- um, yeah, yeah. You know, who we do not see in this trailer, which I was surprised at, and I wonder if it was deliberate, is Henry Zerny. Mm, Christ from Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, I didn't even think is about he that. one of the killers, or is he behind this whole thing? Uh, there's my third. Uh, that's more of a theory than the, than a than a, uh, a guarantee, though. But, you think uh, he's the Carrie of uh, of this Black Christmas? <laughs> <He's> a, <laughs> this movie's paying homage to 2019's Black Christmas. Yeah. I think is what's happening here. I guess uh, he'd probably be like he could be like Billy's older brother or something. Oh, Maybe God, they, I hope they don't do that. I hope there's a scene where like him he meets up with Sam. And they're like at a at a you know at a bar, and there's it happens to be Sam. like an aquarium above them. Yeah. You're getting very upset. Yeah. You wouldn't like me when I'm upset. And then you know throws like a knife at the the thing, and then they all walk out. Um, the shrine. We got to talk about the shrine. Mm. Let's go around and share what we saw. I mean, we'll we're gonna list out pretty much everything because I got a, a bunch of reference points here. But uh, Justo, what was the first thing you saw in the shrine that kind of you're like, well, oh shit? That great play disgusting article that came out with all the Easter eggs. Mm-hmm really had me go back and reevaluate. And the thing that really stuck out was on the right side, you can really make out Tatum's yeah. outfit from the first one. That really stands out when you're looking at it on the right Which, side of the screen. Yeah. I didn't realize uh, Poltergeist and Paramours, who did the Black Christmas sweater a couple years ago, did a uh, release of the skirt. Oh, wow. Oh, really? Is that what yeah. you have? Or what did, how no, did you get- mine was, I found like the closest thing I could find to it. But uh, they did a pretty uh, good uh, recreation, it seems. Yeah, I would say. You knew the Black what Christmas to... sweater is gangbusters. Love it. Do you have that one? The Black Christmas sweater, absolutely. Okay, that's what I thought. Because I know Jen has it, mm-hmm. Jen Adams. But um, do you? All right. So you know what we have to do because all the wardrobes are here. I feel like we got to go to New York for this uh, this premiere, and we all dress as different um, characters that are in this shrine. I'll dress as Ghostface. You'll guess as Ghostface. <laughs> the laziest fucking thing we can possibly. Oh, no, man, no, no, no. But great. from part three, from part three. But from scary movie. Specifically, it's like specifically the from part three. <laughs> specifically from part three. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm stoned. From scary movie. Yeah. Um, Mac, what Am else I? did you? What, what 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 caught your eye first when you when uh, you saw this? First thing I saw when I was crawling through it was the um, the masks from Scream Two, the theater masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's cool. It's right behind, I believe, Dylan like Mulroney's character when they're walking in. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Vanderbilt. Besides Tatum's outfit, because I'm sure your eyes just went right to that. Uh, what was the? <laughs> what was another one that you? What was some things that you caught? I I don't know if these are necessarily part of it, but I uh, went with the shot of them walking in, and I decided to look into that. Mm-hmm. And I think I see what might be seats from the movie theater. Oh, oh, wow. From, two. from oh. two, or they would might be the theater from. It might just be the theater they're in, right? Too. But there's no other seats around them. Oh, which would like, be, um, and honestly, like the place is pretty dilapidated. Yeah, if you think about it, yes, but yes, it could be. I mean, I could sometimes a cigar is right, just a cigar, right? But yeah. the, the seats would make sense though, because if you, I mean, you probably went through Jada Pinkett Smith's character 
into the seat though when she's stabbing him, right? I mean, well, they the, do have. Well, it's just Steve's, a famous. That's where she famously sat or something yeah, like that. You know, yeah. They do have Steve's like the jersey outfit, but it's also tied to the chair, a mm-hmm. chair. It's like yeah. duct taped to the chair, you know. So it could be the chair that he was in, totally and they go you know, fucking so all. They out. Could be going that far, yeah. And then um, I think I see a boombox, which might be the boombox that uh, Tatum and Sydney are listening to Don't Fear to Reaper on in the first mm, film. Oh, wow. Yeah. Or School's Out, rather. It's School's Out, yeah. School's yeah. Out, yeah. Um, when in that famous scene where Ghostface is in the forest for no reason, <laughs> like, it's like <laughs> yeah. such a dumb scare. Like, you're like, all right. I like bro, it. I love that. I love that. I love like, that. Let me just risk it out. all. Sometimes he's just got to hang out. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys ever did this much research because I was looking into getting uh, like a Ghostface robe. And there's a company that makes them, like an independent company. And each one in every movie is just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So the fact that, that they. Stuff on the stage, yeah. Yeah, if they have them up there, it looks like they really went into detail. I mean, who knows? I imagine they might have access to the original props into kind That's of like I would say so. Well, one just right. It's pretty wild. I mean, I, I will say just the amount of stuff that's in here. I was trying to look at it through some really shitty um, photos that were coming out. But Alex DiVincenzio um, of uh, Bloody Disgusting, as Justin mentioned, like pretty much identified almost all of them, um, if not... You know, I'm sure there's stuff that's left off the table, um, but that we just can't see. But the the rundown he has is pretty fucking phenomenal. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think I need to go through all of them just because there's so many of them in here. But some of the ones that really caught my eye that just got really inventive that just shows that we're dealing with, uh, I don't know, not just like super fans, but just like just ingenious sort of uh, little nods that I that I think speak to like the love of this franchise. Like the one that really hit me was the fax machine from Scream 3, you can see it like burnt out into the, in one of the cabinets. Like that is such a fucking niche sort of small reference point to put in there that you would never think of because the whole fucking house exploded. So the fact that they have this like charred fax machine, love that. Um, And then on top of that for Scream 3, they also apparently have a a frying pan you can see. um, I know, that's 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 part of the collection. It's just so bizarre. I think you see just off to the left as it crawls in a little bit closer. You can see the phone from Casey Becker's house uh, mm-hmm. as well. Um, you can also see the rope. And that's like from the thing that started it all, right? You know but what's like, great about this whole sequence to jump mm-hmm. in is that you know we usually get so annoyed with Easter eggs, but the fact like this is designed to yes. be there as part of the scene that's fun. Like that's I also fun. think it's really distracting because I think people are going to focus on that the most. Mm-hmm. And not pay attention to the rest of the trailer where there's probably things that we're missing, you know? What I mean? mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. our job, Max. So well, let's hope that we, you know, we, we live that, uh, <laughs> live up to that reputation. Um, other, other ones that I thought were really cool. Kenny's backward hat. Um, Kenny, the cameraman. Yeah. Um, love, oh, love that. Kenny. Uh, poor Kenny. Um, you mentioned Stu being a part of this, Justin. And I, mm. there's, there's a lot of Stu in this, in this shrine. Which is kind of speaks to that a little bit. And I know people are like champing at the bit for him to come back. Would you legitimately buy it that he comes back if it just pulled out and he has like a fucked up face or something like that? Like, I have absolutely, we are 27 years into this franchise. Yeah. Ghost Billy just showed up. <laughs> I have no problem if a I, scarred stew shows up with no hair. I don't, I, n- I let's go, let's like- keep going. I feel like that time's come and gone. Mm-hmm. Like over the course of the five movies, they never once say that 
Stu actually survived and was like hospitalized or put into a mental hospital. Like they never say once that he survived. And then, and then, and then whenever they're thinking about who could be the killer, not once does someone say, well, maybe it's Stu. He survived. The first or maybe film. it's ghost Stu or something. You know? I don't know. I, I, I mean, know. I hope it's but, ghost but, but then again, having said that, this I is not like, a, see him in this, this is not like a ghost face. I'll never get the fucking phrase, right? This ghost face is unlike any other ghost face. So no. that would make any sense if it's Ghostface. Yeah. yeah, it literally is a Ghostface we've had before. So, yeah. well, but Friday the Thirteenth Part Six is when you go full supernatural for Jason Voorhees. Mm. Although to be fair, he was pretty supernatural before that. But that is the one that he goes full fledged supernatural. I mean, he's literally no brought question back about with the lightning. He's he's not breathing anymore. No, thinking no. Of, thinking of Star Wars, are you saying this is Empire? You could do the she's wrestling with Ghost Billy. But then Stu's there, kind of like the angel and the devil. Mm-hmm. Maybe like Billy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to like become the villain to like know the villain. But then there's like Stu egging her on to go a little further. Yeah, could be. You know, and you could bring him back in a ghost way. Do you think that if, if they do that though, Mac, do you think like yeah. ghost Billy is going to be like, hey, I want you to meet my friend. And then he like kind of like comes out of like some sort of like tear in hell. Well, I think I think it's not gonna be. I think Billy's not gonna want Stu around. And then no. at the end, Ghost Stu and Billy fight. Oh, and Ghost Billy wins and redeems himself, and he's like, you know what? You're free of this darkness. So it'll be like the Frighteners. This will be cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, and don't fear the Reaper plays. Yeah, That's that'd be right. fun uh, for the That's 80th right. time in the last year. Uh, Terror has a quote about luring him in. Do you think it, we're going to get some Strom? I'm getting some Strom vibes. Are we getting Saw? Uh, oh, Saw, Agents, that goes Saw that, a little bit? So hold on a second here. All, joke, all joking aside. All joking aside, because we know he's coming back. Agent Peter Strom mm-hmm. from the Saw series. Yes. Who some people think got crushed to death, I think, in Did Saw not, 5, which is ridiculous. Never happened. He obviously survived. Never happened. We're Bullshit. thinking that he's back for, for, for Scream 6. Well, not just Scream 6. I'm talking Saw 10 also. So we double dip a little mm, bit this year. We yeah, get Strom in both mm. movies. Um, but yeah, this is kind of like you know, this is great. This is like when Michael Keaton showed up in both Out of Sight and Jackie yes. Brown. It's the same character. I would love it. Yeah, it would be great. You know. Um, but do, are we getting a little bit of Saw vibes in this with the the idea that you know we have this whole room? It seems a little bit more, um, I don't know, deeply elaborate than say mm-hmm. past Scream movies. I mean, you're dealing with the Big Apple now. This is the biggest. I mean, obviously, L.A. is huge, too, but it seemed pretty much the most part confined to like the set and the Hollywood Hills a little bit. But like, I just think that this being New York, this trying to be something different, are they really going to try to, you know, and they also kind of teasing gore. Are we going to have Saw vibes in this? Well, Saw takes place in a world that doesn't. They never really say what city it's from. No, they don't. <laughs> it's no. It could be New York City. This is absolutely sad in Manhattan. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I was saying like because of the whole setup of all of the props and stuff, it kind of felt similar to there's mm-hmm. a Saw film where they've collected all of the Saw traps and stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is kind of familiar territory. But I think we kind of debunked that with the idea of it maybe being something it could be more. on the level like mm-hmm. uh, like a student's thesis project or something or some kind of show that is actually legitly being shown and they're just behind the scenes like you know in there before it opens or something mm-hmm. but uh gore wise maybe although you don't really see that in the trailer at all they don't really show that's a, that's what i like they don't other than the guy getting killed the two people getting killed in the convenience store you don't really see anybody else actually get killed or any really gory kills right you don't no Oh. I kind of like that because yeah. you really have no clue who's going to get it. It's true. Although there's one 
personally, I think definitely dies in a certain scene, but we have, we haven't gotten there yet. Well, let's get there. Um, are we good with the shrine? Any more thoughts on the shrine before we move on? Can't wait to see the shrine on the big All screen. Right. Well, I can't wait to shrine on, or should I say shine on, or should I say scream on? We got another longer set piece. This time, one of the survivors is with Gail in her New York City apartment. She gets a call. Her first, I believe. Well, real quick, Mike, sorry. the entire franchise. I, I, kept, I kept looking. Sorry to step on this. Who is in that picture with her? It does not look I'm like Dewey. I'm looking at that picture right now, and it looks like whoever comes gets thrown through the shelf. So maybe yeah, it's I a new it's, boyfriend or something? So it might be yeah. a new boyfriend. Okay, okay, sorry. Looks like uh, she's turned her back on the deceased Dewey. Oh, how dare she? <laughs> I know. She already um, turned her back on them before the She movie. already did. I mean, the thing is, <laughs> I was re-watching Scream 2022, Scream 5 today, 5 Cream, and she's already living in New York because she's, yeah, she has she, her show she, there. She so it, it makes total sense. Um, I kind of like that. So... I wanted to, well, we'll save that for a second. Um, so Ghostface says, let's play a game. To which Gail, true to her character, says, you know, you're like the 10th guy to try this, right? It never works out for the dipshit in the mask. In the background, you could see who we just discussed. We've, we imagined it might be a boyfriend. Maybe it's just a friend. Maybe a fuck buddy. Either way, gone. Because Ghostface pulls him aside, to which uh, Ghostface then says, maybe, but there's never been one like me, Gail. And that's when she turns around Sees her friend tossed her books off, which likely means we have at least two killers, one on the phone and one in the apartment, um, as Ghostface appears between the case in one of the coolest shots of the franchise already. I love that shot. The, just the zoom in on the, the, between these two shelves. Wiping looks fucking the knife. Great. Looks yeah. awesome. And then climbs out after we hear a breakdown of I'm something different. And then we cut to Gail saying, that's why I'm going to shoot you in the fucking head. She fires three times, four times, waits. And as expected, Ghostface pops out. So let's start with the obvious here. Mac, is this who you think is going to die here? Or, or, or no? We've been saying that for so long. I know. Um, it's just not going to I just don't not, think it's going to happen. But. Not, I, I, I don't think that they're going to be precious with the characters anymore, with the old, old cast. I don't really know why she's in this. I, I feel like if you kill her, people are going to be upset. If she doesn't die, what are we? why... What's with the scene? If she's not in a lot more of the movie, it seems like she's only in a contained portion of the film. But I might be wrong. Who knows? Yeah. I know. Um, so I don't know. I don't think she dies in that sequence. But I will say, when he busts through the, the when the, when Ghostface busts through the door, uh, whoever they are, it she does seem pretty scared. And that, I, I it looks like that knife might make contact. <laughs> yeah. I think she's going to get hit at least or, yeah, yeah. you know, um, this I mean, feels, if, if look, if Stu was coming at me like that, I'd be pretty freaked out too. <laughs> Maybe she does see Stu, but although I guess she, yeah, she would know Stu. That's true. Um, but I, I mean, here's the thing. So they also double down again on this being different, you know, like mm-hmm, yeah. you've mm-hmm. never seen one like me again. They did this again. I mean, if you be, to be fair, they did this in Scream 5 because I, re- I revisited the notes that we had in 2021 and there's the quote from 20, and that Dewey says, this kind of feels different. How different, like, are, are we really hoping that, like, this is just the biggest swing now at this point? I mean, I feel like if you're going to keep leaning well, on this being I, I different, you, guys, you really got to fucking go. The Instagram post where J- Jasmine Savoy Brown posted, you all have no idea. Yeah. I mean, like, they're, they're really to be building it, this it, up. But I think there's something different is it could be like the cult aspect, right? It could just mm-hmm. be multiple people willing people. to go all the way. Like the guy in the convenience store. Mm-hmm. Like the, the ghost face there is throwing caution in the wind, just, just, go, just going for the kill. It doesn't matter who sees. Like 
on video, I'm sure. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think that, which is which feels like next level, right? I mean, throwing the guy through the bookcase, attacking, just outright attacking, even though there's a gun in her hand. I, it's just like people don't care if they get killed. They're just there to inflict harm, right? Somebody well, at one point posited, wouldn't it be interesting if one of the ghost face killers, not the rapper, was killed halfway through the movie yeah that's what i was just gonna say like what if this guy do- gets subdued in the convenience store and they think it's over at that point and then yeah. this is gail like you know it, her, it, her comment about being the 10th one is actually after hearing about this like throughout well, the movie even too we also kind of joked about batman earlier but it, it could be like dark knight right like there's a bunch of mm-hmm. batmans in that opening sequence trying to like you know vigilantes of, of sort maybe there's just a lot of ghost face they get wind that they're coming. Maybe he like puts out a thing saying like, oh, they're going to be in the city and shows their photos and is like, go get them. Mm-hmm. And then all the crazies come out and put on ghost face masks. And so you don't know who's the real threat or who's just someone loose cannon and it's Halloween and they think they can get away with it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Vanderbilt, what do you think? Do you think we're going to get multiple uh, deaths of ghost face or there's going to be the, you know, are we, are we just overthinking this? I'm leaning into the cult aspect, mm-hmm. but I also want to see the supernatural aspect. I, I know. Would have, I would love if Stu came back. I have yes. no problem at this point because yeah. I just think that this, that's what this series means needs at this point because I saw somebody kind of laughing about the, uh, the idea of the shrine in this film, but I kind of, I like the idea. And I, I can't remember what else I said this about. It might have been the Scream movies. Taking something mundane like a slasher movie from it's a, a pretty clever slasher movie from 1996 and turning it into an epic Greek tragedy that involves families and decades of this stuff going on. And eventually, yes, an art installation about the deaths. And at that point, let's get some more ghosts in there. Mm-hmm. Well, the, literal the Greek ghost tragedy, face. the Greek tragedy speaks to the scream Two mask. Yeah. Making an appearance again. Right. Also, I, I do think that um, behind behind Mulrooney when he's like got the gun and he's standing next to all the ghost face things on a placard at the bottom of one of them says Charlie. So it's it's the real life outfits from, you know, what I mean, it's not like because I think they would have changed the names in the film and stab. Right. Mm-hmm. So if well, it says Charlie and that's Culkin, that, right, that's 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 yeah, I think this is a sh- this was like an actual shrine to the actual killers not yeah, the actual stab events. Yeah, series. Exactly. I mean looking at a picture if you look in the left I'm looking at this well Vanderbilt is a joke which we'll talk about later but um, you can see the Hayden Panettiere mm-hmm. in this picture yeah but I just but there's also stab memorabilia and stuff in the shrine as well so yeah. I didn't know if like it was one or the other but it looks like a collection I think that might be like everything. one of those hey this is this yeah. also influenced these movies but mm-hmm. I think right, the majority right. of it is, is true right. life crime that's what I'm guessing all right, we got one more section. Um, we got a series of quick shots. They're mostly flashes. Uh, we got Tara and uh, Tara and Sa- Tara Tara and Sam holding fort together. Mindy crawling on a ladder between two buildings, which is going to be a great sequence. I cannot wait for that. Um, Sam holding a gun and all bloody, saying, "You want me, so let's finish this." Amidst a, project- a projection of Ghostface footage with a cool little Ghostface street art design on that projector uh, booth as well. Yeah. Um, we also see. Tara and I believe Mindy running down a hall or an alleyway. Um, there's a shot of Mindy screaming in a bloody bathroom that just screams a little bit of uh, Abel for a drill killer to me. Um, then there's Tara slipping 
while holding Sam's bloody hand, and there's a look of distrust on her face, um, which mm-hmm. is kind of interesting. Um, then there's some introductory shots of new characters. Tony Revolori, which who's playing Gabe that Mac mentioned. He's on the phone. You can see the last podcast uh, poster if you look back there uh, that Mac pointed out. And there's Samara Weaving, who's curiously unnamed, by the way. One of the only yeah. characters on IMDb that's not named. She's on a phone in an alley. Um, and then Moroni's Williams is in the shrine that you just mentioned, Mac, and he's on the phone. Then there's Chad. Looks like he's trying to attack Ghostface. There's another shot of Sam falling off a theater balcony. And then finally, we end with the whole subway scene that we've seen in the teaser from this past December. I asked it last time. I'm going to ask it again. Are we seeing too much? Randall texted earlier, and he thought that we were seeing too much in here. I, I'm, I, I don't know. know. I have two minds here of this, but what do you but think? Here, think about this. We also thought we saw too much with, for the fifth movie. True. I think we saw more. The... Yeah. Yeah. I don't I mean, know. And then Jenna Ortega lived. You know I mean? And that is true. Throughout I mean, the entire movie. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, I think they're holding stuff back. And I think that, the, like we talked about, they're cutting and pasting a lot of the dialogue as well. Yeah. So I, I still there's... don't really have a, 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 a grasp on what's going on here. I don't. Yeah. I don't think we've seen like the last hour of the movie. You know what I mean? Like, I think this yeah. is all could be the first half of the movie, the mm-hmm. first 30 minutes. You just don't, we just don't know. Yeah. Um, what do we, yeah. You know, in terms of the distrust that I mentioned, um, they have to lean into that, right? I feel like that's I, like, I, why wouldn't you lean into this idea of, I mean, they kind of hint at the fact that she has this dark side yeah. to her as when she's stabbing, um, uh, you know, um, yeah, Jack Quaid in the last one. Um, and, you know, at this point, I feel like they're going to have to exacerbate that feeling or that, that, that notion about her. And maybe that's what Tara, uh, Tara sees a lot um, when, you know, towards the end of this movie. And then it's kind of like a, I don't know, an, an Indy and Elsa situation <laughs> where he's holding her. And after yeah, had, Billy, having Billy just seen this saying, awful let her, thing, let her go. Yeah, right. Let it, uh, let it go. Let it go. Uh, let it go, Sam. Mac, what do you think? Do you think we're gonna? Do you think uh, Sam's dark side is gonna peter out a little bit too much in front of Tara? I don't know. I mean, they seem like they seem really buddy buddy still, and they're running together in a lot of this. There's that shot where they're, you know, she's look. She's looking at something, clearly looking at someone or something, and then behind her, Sam's looking at a ghost face. So I feel like there's at least two, right? Like, mm-hmm. and so I still feel like they're they're on the same side or the same team. Yeah, but I do I do know what you're talking about that scene, and it does seem like something else is going on. Maybe she sees someone behind her or something. Yeah, they could. Uh, or, you know what I mean? Like, and then she that's how she loses the grip or what? I don't know, but. Because they do show Sam being thrown off that same balcony, They right? do, yeah. So maybe that's like how that, how that goes down. Yeah. I mean... And maybe, the mis- maybe the mistrust is realizing that maybe there's a ghost face behind her and takes the mask off and realizes it's... You know what I mean? Like maybe, that's, maybe that's a scene where there's a realization that, it, you know, Tara recognizes who it is or something. I don't know. And Sam looks unhinged. Yeah. In that scene. Like, yeah. I think there's more going on there. Uh, and I, I do think that they're going to lean there. I think they're really going to lean into the trilogy aspect, but I think they're building yep. towards something. I, I mm-hmm. feel a cliffhanger. I was saying the same or thing. As much of a cliffhanger as a scream film would deliver. Yeah. I think this is a new trilogy ish of not, not to say that they would ever stop after the seventh movie, but I feel like this is, we're in the middle of a, of a new trilogy without them saying it. 
I, I like that idea. And I think that they are going to break the mold a little bit that, because, I mean, we just mentioned it before. I mean, you just did, Justin, just had the fact that, like, we all thought Tara, uh, God, why do I keep saying that? Tara's going to die in uh, the introduction of Scream. And they didn't do that. And they, cha- they, they changed the formula. They shook up the formula. They kept it very yep. similar, but they shook up the formula there. Yeah. Maybe that's the case here where we do see multiple Ghostface get revealed and killed. And this does end on a cliffhanger that, and that continues into the next movie. I just I mean, had this inspiration. What if they really flip it around? And this is total you know, hypothesis, whatever. Not even hypothesis. Not even good enough to be a hypothesis. But what if the, the death at the beginning of the movie is actually takes place after the events of the, act, the rest of the movie? Like you learn like the death takes place, but then you learn that the rest of the movie leads up to that death or something oh, like wow. that. Right. That would be a huge subversion. Yeah, yeah. Nothing I've that's... seen suggests that, but I think that's one other thing that they could possibly do is to flip yeah. it that way. Instead of a prologue, it's actually the epilogue well, that's happening. So in that first. sense, maybe it is Sam Sam kill Sam and Ghostface kills someone in the first scene. Tomorrow we don't realize <laughs> we don't realize it's it's her until after until the later yeah. we realize that anyway, at the but, end that well, she's chosen that path or something yeah to that point justin the whole sequence with gail feels like an opening it does yeah, yeah. but it, it like it, it isn't no like, i know there's that no way yeah. there's no way no no way there's the, they would um, not do the thing where the person survives another attack i do feel well, like we, we, whoever we already, dies somebody's gonna die before it says scream six whether it takes well, we've place seen later that she's, or, I mean, she's part of the, these essential bits of this movie. So it's yeah. like, it's impossible. To, I mean, it, that would be really fucking why. I mean, if that is the case and it does end with that stuff, I mean, we're all going to be looking at each other like a bunch of assholes in this, in this screening when we're, when we're there. Well, it March, could end though. with that sequence, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I was oh, positing oh. that Samara Weaving's absolutely going to die. Yeah. But maybe that, that happens at the end of the actual movie's events and, and the, yeah. the, the pre-credit sequence is actually what happens at the end of the movie. I mean, it is, it is weird that her identity is being kept secret. Like, why would you list every name for every character? I mean, I know she came a little later in the production, but... Is there not one other person that doesn't have a name? Or maybe I'm just thinking... Maybe they're in the same room or something. No, I mean, they even have Henry uh, Cerny is Professor Freddy. Like, not the same spelling. Don't everyone, worry. Everyone, everyone is... Literally, everyone is listed except for her. That's fucking weird. I Maybe look. We, we all purpose, agree. Know, yeah, it's yeah. kind of weird. Well, I mean, that's that's the trailer. If oh, Mike, I'm sorry. I'm on. I am on Letterbox. Her name is Sasha. All right, Sasha. Okay, so yeah. IMDb oh. hasn't updated it then yet. Oh, okay. IMDb. So then, okay. Well, then at the end, I one thing I did notice, and I forgot to put in the notes, and I saw it on Twitter today. The Friday Thirteenth franchise pulled picked out. There's absolutely a Friday Thirteenth not at the end with the kill 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 my you know, like you know. <laughs> I noticed that. Too. Oh, I didn't I even hear say, that. Yeah. yeah, it's at the very yeah. end. Like if you listen, listen to the music, stand, nice, yeah. nice. So I'm thinking got, we're all gonna. Have, I'm telling you, if you, if somebody's walking by and they're playing darkest dark of the night, whatever the hell that song is from <laughs> Jason Dix Van Darkest side of night, right? Darkest side of night. I'm telling yes. you right now, it gets an extra half star no matter what. It gets an extra half star. Well, let's hope. We can only hope. So I asked this last time when we did the trailer breakdown for Scream 5, what is the one single burning question you have after watching this trailer? Oh. Mac, go for it. I, I, it's, for me, it's, are, are we, like, what are we going to see of Ghost Billy or even <laughs> Stu? Mm. Because, they're not, because it's weird, because you've already shown them in the, in the prior film, so now that exists, so not showing him in this trailer seems strange. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, the cat's already out of the bag on that front, so... Why are you being coy and not showing us that? So I feel like they're going to do something else with it 
And like we were saying, maybe double down and maybe there is ghost stew and they're just trying to throw people off that scent again. But yeah, I, 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 I'm wondering why aren't they showing more ghost Billy if he's in fact going to be in it and they've already, you know, they've already, that's that cat's out of the bag. So yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't weird. use that to their advantage in the trailer for yeah, the next movie. It's true. You know what I mean? To to be like, oh, why, wait a minute. You know, why why is Kid Ulrich in this? You know, like for people that, you know, need to catch up. Maybe there's like a shot where that they, you know, pulled out last minute where it's like, you know, they, they go buy a shirt and then he's like, oh, they took my shirt. You know, like he's like they're walking that. by his shirt in the in the shrine and he goes. <laughs> just shakes his head. <laughs> just shakes his head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe just there was a, a shot that they cut him. out. They're like, you know, this kind of, you know, messes up the whole flow of this trailer so a little like, bit. Yeah, she really messed up. Um, yeah. Uh, Vanderbilt, what's the what's the burning question you have after watching this? Well, I've been thinking about the ghost stew thing, but would she even know what stew? I mean, obviously, maybe from photos, but she'd have no idea who Stu, like, yeah. his personality, right? So would yeah, it, So if I... there is a ghost Stu, then that confirms that it is a ghost Billy and not just her vision. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, they would really we, open it up, yeah. We already established that it is ghost Billy, but he sees the knife before she does. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. In, That's in right. bar five. But I will say, she doesn't know Billy either. It's right. all from, like you know, video or VHS videos of them or what, you know what I mean? So like, but that's why it would confirm that it's a ghost. That's why it would confirm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm the shrine. I'm like everybody else. I'm just kind of quite taken with that shrine because Mm. it like to double down on it or bring it back around, like that idea of turning the teen slasher into this epic family tragedy just tickles me in all the right ways. Justo. It's Gabby. What, what, what is it? That makes this ghost face different from the others. That's 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 funny. what's really make 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 my head spin. Yeah, I I think that's what's I'm mean, just going to be thinking about and theorizing about. And I mean, look, that's what makes this fun. I mean, I I, I don't want yeah. to. I mean, I, I said it before recording. I was like, this is the most excited I've been for a scream movie. I don't know, since maybe Scream Two, just because it really yeah. does feel like. I, I, I like so unpredictable. I have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, even with Scream Five, you knew that they were going back to Woodsboro, so it's like, okay, well, we have to kind of set the table again. Even though Scream Four kind of does that, um, you know, no shots to Scream Five. I love Scream Five. I actually, I love Scream Five more than Scream Four. But watching this, it does feel like I have zero fucking clue where this is going anymore, and yeah. and that's exciting. I mean, I guess you could make the argument that was the case with Scream Three because it's. You know, it was the end of the trilogy and they, you know, promised all these wild things and they certainly went there with the certain swings here and there. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's that that perplexing what if of like what is going to make this all different? Because looking at this right now in the trailer, I mean, as you've heard us talk about for the last hour, we can go any number of ways. And that's exciting. And that's what I want from a sequel like I that we rarely ever get. Um, I mean, that's what separates it from all the other franchises, again, is that none of those other for the most part none of those other movies that we've covered are mysteries and the screen movies are always a mystery always yeah well speaking of that mystery one of us was right in this last question that we did last time oh yeah who do we think is the killer mac i'm gonna let you uh take the floor first here because i feel like you've probably there's a little bit of hype here you know it's kind of like your lebron uh or you know michael jordan or any of these big athletes coming into the game and you've already won you know the championship 
Now you gotta you gotta come and do it do it again. <laughs> Give us another ring, Mac. Give us another ring. Call the right killer. It's all on you. <laughs> all right. There's a long there's a there's a there's a longer shot and a and a bigger shot of the subway when they're on the subway. And you see someone dressed as Chucky. So I think Chucky our <laughs> season is gonna be different. No, no, no. Uh honestly, because they're featured in the trailer but have no dialogue and they're newbies, I think it's gonna be uh Evan and David, played by Josh Segarra or sorry, played by Jack Champion and then also Josh Segarra. Uh I think that they're both gonna be killers and part of this cult. Okay. Okay. Justo. I think Henry Zerny, if he's not one of the ghost face running around, is somehow orestrating all this. The Carrie was. Like Carrie was in Black me. Christmas. Okay, okay. Which <laughs> No, but I'm serious. I do think Henry Zerny is is not gonna be a victim. He will be behind this. That'll be the reveal. I'd love it. I would love it yeah. if that was the case. I mean, if you're um, hiring Henry Zerny for one scene and kill him off, you're you're wasting my time. I mean, that's yeah. a little waste of a cast, but anyway. Maybe it's maybe he's Gail's new squeeze. Maybe it's Henry Zerny. Oh, <laughs> the guy looks so young in that photo. He does. But who yeah. knows? I I can't tell who that is. You know, maybe she's a little bit like uh, DiCaprio and like some young. Um, hey, no judging here. You know, hey, there's no judging. Well, no maybe judging. they de- maybe they de-aged Zerny. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vanderbilt. Like, look, we just love him so much that we had to get him in. Um, yeah, Vanderbilt. Who do you think's the killer? Stu. There, let's, <laughs> go. let's okay. will it into existence. Let's yeah. put it out there. What, what, How about this? You... Henry Zerny's cult, which consists of Max ideas for the villains, have summoned the spirit of Stu Mocker. Yes. To come like back. Cult, like the cult of, uh, or the, the, the origin of Michael Myers, cult of. Cult of Maki. It's, it's the cult... Also the sixth, also the sixth film in the series. That's oh right. yeah, that's the true. Cult of Mocker versus, and that's why Billy and Sam are against it. Well, it's <laughs> Cult of Chucky's a seventh movie, so maybe they will wait for that seventh they movie might. for the cult. Uh, uh, anyway, sorry. God. It's going to be a thrasher if the, regardless of what we get out of these cults. But, um, <laughs> all right. Who do we think survives? I, I mean, I'm just going to say right now, there's no fucking way they kill Tara because I just, no, she is so, Jenna Ortega is so hot right now um, with her career that it would just be, I, I just feel like you'd be shooting your, the, your, your feet oh, for this Mike, franchise. Mike, the core her. four, the new core four will live. You think so? You don't yeah, think any yeah. of them in the core four are going to die? Nah, I don't mm. think so. I think yeah. there's a scene where Ghostface stabs the thing and he's right there with the ladder mm-hmm. when Mindy's crossing it. It's either, it's either as, as Allison who's behind her in the room yeah. is either as she's crossing it or he kills her and then throws the ladder while Mindy's crossing it. So Mindy might be gone, but I'd, I think one of the twins might, might get it in this one, actually get it in this one, giving the other one more to do in the next one, right? Yeah, we'll I see. mean, but out of the old surviving folks, I mean, look, because now we have, I mean, not in addition to the core four, we've got some returning veterans specifically Gail, which we already talked about. Actually, just real quick, let's do the, the round robin in this. Yes or no to Gail dying in this movie, Justo? I mean, God, I think if Nev Campbell was in this, that's a different story, but I think Gail lives. I think she has to live, or the, the, some of the psycho fans will go nuts if she dies. Mac? I think dead. Okay. Mm. I agree with Justin, but I do think Maybe she dies in this. Maybe, maybe they, that's just how this is different, right? Maybe it's like, the like f- we're not going to be 
you know, we're not going to adhere to this. All of the cast is precious and they always live in every single movie. No, maybe some people really die in this one and they do not do that. What if it's the Star Wars sequels thing where like they keep killing off a, uh, a veteran character in every one of these uh, these movies? You know, we got Dewey last time, Gale this time, you know. They f- and then bring back Sydney for the big Or they can't and they're finale, like, oh, right? she, you know, she died. Um, <laughs> that's what they kill her. She was in a car accident. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking of okay. like, like Halloween 4. And- Jamie Lee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike Vanderbilt. Killing Gale's anticlimactic after killing Dewey in the last yeah. one. Yeah. So I don't think it's necessary. And I would hope that it's her last movie, but she gets out alive and out. I'm going to be very disappointed if they bring Sydney back, if this is all kind of a misdirect, which. Oh, yeah. I would believe that that could be pulled off. It'd be I very think so hard too. in the age of social media, but that there are all that stuff about the contract dispute, they figured it all out and they got her in here. But well, that was just it. a whole ghost thing. That was a whole fake thing to begin with or something like that. A lot of people believe I just it. don't want to see it. Move on. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I want, I, Gales shouldn't be in this one, but I'm not upset that she's back. No. I'm not upset either. I, I think here's the thing I will say about Sydney. I really don't want her back in the movies. I didn't really even need her back for Scream 5. But wouldn't you still be sort of like, oh, man, they did it. Like if they actually did this entire fucking smoke and mirrors thing for the last year and she does i just think that my, it's pretty it, such a bitter taste in so many people's mouths who are really not going to see this movie and i think that you, then the key is you've got to get everybody out there opening night you can't yeah it can't be word of mouth anymore you know but i mean has it really left a lot do you think a lot of people have been really that vitriolic about it i mean i think i, mean, it's one of the reasons, like, oh, I think a lot of people they've got like the hashtag no sydney no scream bullshit movement going oh on god right all right well, <laughs> i haven't even seen it oh, well, yeah. I that- mean, maybe it's died off now but i'll put it this way this movie is going to kick ass at the box office and i guarantee it the, yeah. like you said mike the jenna ortega thing She's a bigger star than anybody in that, maybe not Courtney Cox, but anybody in yeah. the mid-90s was at that time. So yeah. get it, ready. It, it, it's done what a lot of franchises have always tried to do in Chase is to reinvigorated it, and it's for a younger generation now. Yep. Like mm-hmm. they're, I think that like their Scream movie is Scream 5, and they're not so precious about the original cast. They like those movies, obviously, or whatever, and are Scream fans, but it's not... Uh, you know, no Sydney, no Scream kind of thing. Yeah, so, I agree. Well, and Kirby being back also probably satiated a lot of people's. Yeah, I think Kirby rhythm. lives. Well, that's a great seg, Mac, because in Justin, yeah. what about you, Justin? Do you think he, she lives in this one? Once again, I don't want to hear from these baby fans. We, she has got to live, or it's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, oh. I'm not really on social media anymore, but I can't. I'll, I'll be able to hear it when I'm sleeping. Yeah. You bring her back and you kill her? How dare you do. You take her away from us like she's a real person, you know? <laughs> you know it's going to happen. You, these, I, these I joke saying that they should, it, would be, it would be such a fucking absolute nerve on their part to just bring her back for the opening. and then I know. Her. That would be hilarious, though. Well, yeah. That's, look, and I look, look, I like the character a lot, but you know what I'm talking about. Some of these yeah. devotees are just like legitimately that's, insane yeah. about this fictional character. It's just yeah. like, it, I, serve I, the I, movie, you know, not I, the character, as I always yeah. say. I'm not a fan of Scream for her, but like I saw when I saw her, Kirby looks, she looks cool. Yeah, yeah. like the, all all the black and the leather I with the gun like and everything. She could, she could be like, you know, not goofy Dewey, but like the cop that continues. That's you know that yeah, that shows yeah. up and helps them on the inside track. Oh, you're the but new I don't Dewey. Know if, I don't know if I brought it up. Like, is she <laughs> the one who collected all the stuff? 
You did bring it up. And the, it, it does. And that would make sense because she's such a huge movie buff. Yeah. yeah so we're maybe. kind of neglecting the fact that she was the new, supposed to be the new Randy. But mm-hmm. she, so she's a cop, but she's also a curating this ex- exhibit. Like, I don't know. I think that's way too much, though. Wait, here's an even maybe more of a conundrum. Maybe they her. And right. she's helping them with the exhibit or something because she has an inside track to the sure, sure. stuff yeah. or something. Yeah. Well, when, when she meets Mindy, does she say you're the new Kirby? <laughs> okay, well. All right. I, uh, last note. question. A uh, last question. <laughs> yeah. uh, My pizza's six blocks away, so where's, let's, let's figure it out. Where's your hype? Like, where, for, where's your oh. hype at this point for this movie, Justin? Ten. Ten? Yeah. And I, I think it was probably like a five or six for the stream five, but I'm really... I've been looking forward to it for the last couple months. The marketing's been great, but mm-hmm. this trailer for me really puts it over the top. Uh, over or uh, under um, Evil Dead Rise in terms of the hype? Over. Yeah. yeah. Over, yeah. Mac? Yeah, it's over, over Evil Dead and probably, probably just about the same as I was for Scream 5. I was really excited about it, and I'm just as excited. Uh, I think it has the benefit of coming after Scream 5 and that's mm-hmm. why it's over Evil Dead, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't, we don't know what Evil Dead's going to be at all. Yeah. But we kind of, if I'm like, if this is on the same level as Scream 5, I'll walk away happy. Yep. Yeah. But I think it could possibly surpass it and that is just amazing to me <laughs> that yeah. we're talking about that. It was the fifth sequel to a, a film, you know, if, it, if it's really good, this could be in my top three, you know, like that's, that's crazy. Crazy. Fucking wild. Vanderbilt. So. I'm 10. I'm with everybody. And over yeah. Evil Dead Rise, because yeah. I was not enamored with the Evil Dead Rise trailer. I'm not, yeah. letting, I'm not holding that against uh, the series necessarily, but it did not... It didn't push me over the edge, the Evil Dead Rise trailer, to say, oh, I really, really can't wait for it. This yeah. is going to be good. Yeah. Like It just kind of yeah. uh, boilerplate, if you ask me. But this... Mm. There's enough interesting stuff in the trailer that's got me grabbed, and you know, I was ex- I was excited to come on and you know discuss all these theories with everybody. Yep. Well, I am too, and this is the most excited I've. I'm honestly, I'm, I'll, I'll be for any movie this year, second to only one, um, which I think well, you can probably guess. It's uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, but I would say they're probably matched evenly because uh, we get to talk about both of them. Um, and I, I bet honestly, out of uh, those two, I still want to know more about what they're going to do with this movie. Mike, uh, if you check the uh, Halloweenies group text, there might be a clue. <laughs> oh, interesting. I will. Very funny. I will. We'll have to post that later. Well, I'm going to check out my phone before I do. Um, we got to go and we got to get back to Chicago where rumor has it. Uh, at least if Detective Mike Norris is to be believed, there's a killer doll on the loose and uh, it may be. Doll? Charles Lee Ray. Uh, so stick around next Monday. We are going to be kicking off our season six with our coverage on 1988's Child's Play. Then over in the Rewind, our Patreon account, www.patreon.com slash Pod. by the way, we, uh, some of us are going to be flying over to San Francisco to discuss Philip Kaufman's 1978 Stone Cold classic Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Chilling stuff. Folks, it's been an honor to talk to all of you about this trailer today. I hope you had fun here in the Big Apple in New York City. Rest assured, we'll be right back. This is the end of our show, for now. We hope you enjoyed this production. 
If you like our programming, consider searching for other bloody disgusting podcasts, such as Creepy, Horror Queers, The Boo Crew, SCP Archives, Nightlight, Margaret's Garden, and more. <laughs>